This podcast is brought to you by Sage Hill, a social impact organization. Our mission is to help people be who they're made to be so that they can do what they're made to do. Find more resources to live fully, love deeply, and lead well at sagehillresources.com. Hey everybody, this is Stephen James, Executive Director of Sage Hill Counseling. I've got a great friend on the podcast today, Stephanie Bissent, uh, who runs a, um, a coaching practice in Kansas City, or uh, Lawrence, Kansas, actually, um, uh, where she meets with women and couples and men and, and helps them live fully and is kind of taken the spiritual root system and uh, done a lot of training with us here at Sage Hill and has uh, kind of opened her own little outpost of care, um, specifically there's a lot of help with women who've experienced infidelity uh, and um, felt betrayal. And so we talk about that a little bit today. And also she paints this beautiful picture of what, of how to hope, how to live in hope. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. If you want to find out more about Stephanie, um, you can go to be-sent.com and uh, find out more about what she's doing. So enjoy the podcast. Hey, Stephanie. Hi, Stephen. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? Oh, I'm so excited to be doing this uh, podcast with you. This is, um, it's, it's fun to have uh, a friend and colleague that I don't see, get to see every day. So I get to see you and record this with you and we get to connect. And so that's fun for me. Um, I enjoy it. I like, I'm absolutely thrilled to be seeing you through zoom and interacting with you in this level and do some of the things that you've taught me how to do yeah and be able to share about it. it do you hate zoom as much as i do or are you okay with it you know it has its place it has its huh. place in the sense where i i can't stand zoom i'd much rather be in your office with you doing this live and i also know that i can't be there i can't i can't be there yeah and so there's a place for it Wow, you're much more tolerant and inclusive than I am. That's good. <laughs> um, uh, I want to. I want you to on. I wanted you on the Sage podcast for a couple of reasons. One, I've, I've known you for how long? Have we known each other now? Oh, um, about nine years. About nine years. Okay, I've known you. So let's just call it ten. Let's say about okay. ten years, almost a decade. Well, I, let's just put it this way: I've known you. I've known of you for a while. I didn't actually get to meet you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was. Yeah. I was scared. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm much softer and nicer than people think, though. Isn't that true? I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I have this blind spot because I think I'm just like I know I can be ragey and anxious and scared, uh, and my expectations are very high. Like I know that, but that people perceive me as like hard to deal with. I have this giant blind spot around because I think I'm just a swell guy. Well, and I don't think it was about you. I was getting a perspective uh, from somebody else that had their true. own things going on. Yeah, I, yes, yeah, okay, that's good. So we've known each other about 10 years. Um, in a minute, I'm gonna ask you, so kind of, the, I want you to introduce yourself. Well, I'm gonna introduce you, but I want you to introduce yourself more. And I wanna talk about the work you do professionally and, and how you work with women, specifically women who've experienced infidelity and the, how you've, developed an expertise and helping them navigate healing and recovery and their own heart and stuff. And then I want to 
in the podcast with you kind of like, what's the big hope that you, that you have for people? So, um, you know, I've gotten to know you over the last several years, mo like most deeply in you going through Sagehill training and being a part of our, our training process where we train people helpers, professional people helpers. And when you started going through it, you were running a dental practice, weren't you? Yeah, I was managing a dental office. I've been in, a, in the dental field, virtually was born into it because my dad was a dentist. And yeah. then I, because of life situations and circumstances, um, I was thrust into, I was an office manager of a dental office and had been for uh, 15 years. Wow. And then now you're not. Now you have a nonprofit, like coaching, counseling-esque, like life change practice that you do where you you work with people one-on-one -on -one, I guess it's couples too and different different I, you have to tell me what you do specifically tell them like but you help people like regain their heart be themselves um, live fully in life right yeah absolutely I you know um, when I started this journey like nine years ago it so altered everything for me it taught me um, how to connect with my heart. And, and that sounds really weird for people who aren't familiar with this. I just knew I was missing something. And yeah. I also felt like life was speeding up and I was getting more demanding and wanting people to show up a certain way and it wasn't working. And I left when I, after I was introduced to this and had been in it a while, and I was already had a life coaching certification. I knew, and I had said to actually to Chip that this is what I wanted to do the rest of my life. Mm. And that's before you guys had trainings. And that's before there was like a podcast or a blog or a, <laughs> it was yeah. really coming to reunion and uh, transcribing your guys' talks. Yeah. You know, it's kind of where things began. Are you, yeah. So when you say reunion, you mean the CPE reunions? CPE reunions, yeah. So you got you got introduced to this not professionally first. You got kind of I like this. I was we're getting ready for this call, and I said you kind of got drug into this. I did, yeah. I did. I got drug into it, and I viewed it as the other person had a problem. Okay. And it, he had a problem. If he got better, life would be good. And this other person was Tony, your husband. Yes. Yeah, yes, so if Tony absolutely. could get better, your life would be good. Uh-huh. And uh, what I learned, and thankfully was willing, was that when he went, I didn't know, but I was going to be getting weekly help myself. And I was willing to go, I was willing to go all in. You know, it was yeah. like, I knew that we had one shot of getting help, is how mm. I looked at it. The one shot of getting, of making this work. And a part of who I am, I do do things all in. And so I went all in and I'm yeah. so thankful. And I'm so glad that during that period of time that Sage Hill and was able to help me um, kindly and pretty quickly look at some of my own stuff. Yeah, so long story short, your husband chose to go to treatment. Uh -huh. like chose to, chose to get help for a problem. And you found out you had to do weekly calls with Miriam and Phil and Chip. <laughs> and like, you, like that part of his treatment was you getting some help. 
Yes. And I didn't have the, I did not have the wherewithal at the time, you know, it's like pretend every, I lived in a world of pretend everything's okay. I don't even know if Miriam knows the first call that she and I had, I was in bed sick and I didn't tell her I was sick. I didn't tell her I was in bed. I didn't tell her anything. I just knew I needed to show up for the phone call and pretend everything was okay. Uh, uh, So you, so 10 years ago, you were living, pretend everything is okay. Control everything make everybody perform the right way uh-huh okay. and be terrified and not have words for it and be scared all the time and not did you know you were scared i didn't know i was scared nobody and definitely nobody else knew i was scared yeah yeah so it would have been words for it it was just like disconnected from your own heart like i i i realize that now like yeah. the most the most traumatic event had happened in her life or in my life is the way that I saw it. And all I knew was something needed to be done. Yeah. That, that was about it. And, and if and, you say go all in, I'll go all in. Yep. Yeah. So, That's the athlete in you. Yes. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're also like a world-class racquetball player. Yes. Yeah, I, I played professional racquetball for nine years. Not um, many people can say that. No, that I mean, that's it's true. I mean, it's a hard. It's, gosh, Stephen. You know, yes, I was a professional racquetball player for nine years. I was a junior Olympic coach. I was on the you know national board. I was commissioner for the you know women's professional association for a while. Um, but, you know. It kind of a lot of like a lot of things like I go in and I keep digging and I enjoy it yeah. and you know um and you, at the time yeah. and at the time different than this at that time I was living in a place where my acceptance was based upon how well I was doing so I yeah. better show up at the next thing and do really well you know in order to be accepted by whatever group of people and even I, if I'm not doing well, pretend like I'm doing well. Uh-huh. I'm like yeah. lie to myself about how well I'm doing. Yes. And keep that yeah. image up. And so, so tragedy happened. And I bring that same image into the tragedy that happened and everything's going okay. Okay. So how did you get from being on a call with the with your husband's treatment center and pretending like you were fine? Because uh, no spouse is fine when their spouse goes to treatment. Right. Or when their spouse enters the 12 step program, like there's a consistent thing that it's like, you know, if you'll, if you'll just get fixed, I'll be better. Like you're the problem asshole. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's some truth in that. Like if he gets healthier, then the marriage will probably get better. Yes, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. But as that's not long the whole as, truth. you know, but if I look at him, like there becomes a point in time that a spouse needs to look at their own stuff. Otherwise, if there's any problem, even without treatment, you know, the, 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 the outward focus keeps things distorted. Did you ever think what's wrong with me that I'd be married to some buffoon like this? Um, I thought, <laughs> That's a sad I, question. I, what I thought, <laughs> what, what I thought was, Man, you got to sleep in the bed that you made. Wow, you know? that's tough. And and so you're going to figure out how to do this. If you have nails in your cereal bowl, you just got to chew. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. And I Not probably everybody. would. You probably would, right? Yeah. So how did you get from pretending like being sick in bed, being sick in the head, sick in bed, pretending like you weren't sick, talking to your husband's treatment center's family counselor, to being a leader of women who helped them navigate like the stormy waters of, I just found out my husband's having an affair, or I just found out my husband's a sex addict, or I just found out that my husband doesn't want, doesn't want to be married to me anymore, or I just found out, like, how did you get there? You know, I, I think a portion of it for me, like there was a part of it when it started making more sense, because I ended up coming later that year for three weeks, the three week women's thing, where yeah. I looked at my own stuff. And when it really clicked and made sense with me, um, we were doing some stuff. Phil was doing some, some psychodrama stuff with us, you know, yeah. and he told me if I continued on the road that I was on, my kids would know me as competent, but they'd never know my heart. Oh gosh. That and rung true. Yes. And he yeah. played like, we played that whole thing out and I could see myself and it was so scary yeah. to see how disconnected I was and how I, in some regards was doing great. Like everybody thought I was doing everybody that I, that I portrayed myself to the world thought I was doing great. And there was something in me that's like, this is not working. And I think, you know, when there became a point in time, different points of time that people were able to like slowly hold up a mirror in front of me, you know, kindly to show me what, what I was like, that I was like, oh, wow, I see how that's not working. And so, you know, in my own recovery of my story to just, you know, it started off just being with other women that were kind of struggling with the same thing, sharing yeah. the truth of where I was, sharing the truth of how scary life is not just in marriage you know but just life and then yeah. it was like oh this is how relationships intended to be the vulnerability the showing up in the fear the hurt and the sadness to show up in different things and then all of a sudden it was like oh i'm a little bit further down the path and and it's like and there's people that aren't as far along in the path so mm. you share experience strength and hope with them or I share like, hey, this is what it was like for me. And all of a sudden they don't feel so alone and they're nodding their head. And mm. then, you know, I just continued on down the path a little further. And thankfully Sage Hill did training to, to people who weren't counselors or therapists. And somewhere along the way, I had gotten this life coaching certification years ago. And I just kept showing up because as I connected with my heart and my story and had understanding that I also realized that this wasn't just about, you know, affairs or betrayal, like people have got woundedness and brokenness all around. And so it's just like, Hey, where did tragedy happen in your life? Mm. And let's talk about that. And like, let's go back and like, see where you left yourself and, you know, how you needed to be seen then and different feelings and talk about that and let's connect and like, let's keep going on the journey and see where it leads. It's like, let's embrace mist. I don't know where this is going, 
but my experience has been it's going somewhere good. So if you want, if you want someone to go with you, I'll go with you. Yeah. That's awesome. It's well, and the thing is, is like one of the best things that you taught me, Stephen, you know, keep in mind, I was a certified life coach and a certified life coach, life coaching takes, here's your goal. You are really, I mean, reinforces you're really based upon how well you're doing at your goal. Right. And you told me to go towards the scent and the taste of what my heart is drawn to, what <laughs> God has called me to. Yeah, I remember that. Going and doors will be open, which did not exist. And yeah. I was like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. Let's just do that. Let's, I'll just follow, keep moving. Follow that the unseen signs. Yeah. Follow I'll the just keep moving that direction and see what happens. Yeah. And that has allowed me to tell that to other people. And, That's faithfulness. Like you've been faithful to yourself and to, so early on, like when the wheels were coming off and you're still trying to act like they're not coming off, did you think like, if I just have a better wife, then my husband will not have to be, not have to be an addict. Did you ever think that? There was a period of time that I had to, um, that I, I needed to learn that this wasn't about me. Like his addiction, not about you. It was not about me that there was not you know, that this wasn't about me. It wasn't about me uh, shaming myself because, you know, I was naggy or I was controlling or I was judgmental. If I had only done this, if I had only done fill in the blank, then we wouldn't be here. And for me to recognize that was how scared I was and how much I wanted to control outcome like it feels way better if somebody would give me an equation to work and say, yeah. well, here's how you be a, a good Christian mom and a good Christian wife. You do these things and you'll have a perfect marriage. And a, a perfect Proverbs marriage. 31 woman. Y- yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I worked my rear off to do that and it didn't work. Yeah. You know, and, and when I got to the point where I was like, oh, well, let's just be let's, let's look at the fact that you don't have control of the outcome and have a, have a willingness Mm. to be in the process and a willingness to surrender. And it's like, I don't know what the future holds, but I know that for today, like today and today, today in the beginning was like, today, I know I'm married. I don't have control over tomorrow. And I also trusted that if I was supposed to take a different route, that God would let me know that, but mm. for today I was staying. You so know? how did you, like for a lot of us, when the, when the, when life happens, when, tra- when tragedy happens or our, our hard work stops paying off or our best thinking, right. Shows to be crazy or uh, the person we thought that was going to always be there for us, isn't there for us or, um, the our kid gets the diagnosis or the thing that we were afraid that they were going to get right or the thing happens that we not in control of a lot of us when when tragedy happens either turn towards hating ourselves more or hating the other person more like we go in shame we turn towards contempt right i have contempt for myself or contempt for another person or contempt for god you talk about like in the midst of this like god you didn't have contempt for god Oh, I did at one how'd point. How'd you, how'd you, oh, you did, you did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like good, because I was like, dang, like, Stephanie's got no. it all together. I, oh, I, no, I, I became, there be, There was a period of time, because I, I had a deep, 
Christian faith walking into this. And I do now, but there was a period of time that I was, um, I became apathetic towards, well, I, I was mad at God. Um, and then I kind of stiff armed him. And then I became like the um, teenage girl that was like, turned my back, you're not there, you know? And yeah. it started changing one, one when I raged at him, like, you know, turned and faced him and raged at him. And then I started talking about my loneliness with him, like really turning to God. It's like, I, I miss you. Like I miss our relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I need to, you know, I go back to where we began. It's like, I need to know you're here again. Like I know that like, and that's like, goes into a whole different realm, but I needed to work through that too. And contempt for myself and contempt for Tony and contempt for other people. Yeah, like that's all been a process. It's not like, okay, we just did this, this, and this, and everything was all better. No, we, we are almost exactly at nine years of when I discovery happened. And I know two days ago, I sent Tony a message and it's like, I'm so thankful that where we are today is not where we were nine years ago. We are better today mm-hmm. than we have ever been. I am so thankful for that. And I know that without this, we would not be there. And so, I'm, no, well, no. yeah. Ahead, and I'm sorry. also sad that that's part of our story. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're in a place you never thought you could be with your husband. Like, like you couldn't even envision where y'all are today. It wasn't even part of your repertoire of dreams. Absolutely. Yeah. And the price of admission was something you didn't want to pay. <laughs> yeah, like it's like, and, and it doesn't always work for people. Like there's a lot of people who've gone through tragedy and have earnestly tried like to walk the path that you're walking and their life doesn't get much better. So it's not like a proverb that right. like if you do, if you do A, you do B, then you get C. And but without doing what you're doing, there's no chance that life gets better. There's no chance that life gets better without doing it. And I'd also say that there's more life to be had regardless of whether that relationship works. Like, I think that yeah. one of the things that breaks my heart about some, some people is like, they are like, either this works or my life's over. Take yeah. And it's, and they're outward focused on their spouse that if they get better, my life will get better. And it's like, no, please, please don't stop. Please don't, please keep. If my kid can get better, then I'll get better. Yes. Please stay in the process. And yes. And there's a place where you've got, you're going to have to grieve your guts out that it didn't work Mm -hmm. out the way you wanted it to, but stay in because there's going to be beauty. Mm. There's going to be good things to come if you stay in, but if you resign out of life, there's nothing good that's going to come. So in a, so you're in Lawrence, Kansas, right? Yes. Which is outside of Kansas city. It's about 45 minutes west of Kansas city. Yes. Okay. Is that the next closest town? Like the biggest town? It's in between. Yeah. It's in between Topeka and Kansas city. So you can go either way. You go to Uh Topeka. And for a Tennessee boy, that's like living between 
Nashville and Memphis. Like I like I've been to Kansas City, but I've not really been to Kansas City. Like so I've never been to Lawrence. Um, is it like Nashville? What's it like? What's Lawrence like? <laughs> you know, this is going to be just a, a kind of lame answer. I mean, it's it's a university university town, um, small smallish, you know, bedroom community type feeling to it. Um, but I would say it's 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 just like a lot of places where if you do depth of relationship with people that you're you can be known and have heart and show up and it's not my favorite place it really isn't you know but who's your favorite place temperature wise <laughs> it would be mexico you mexico know? Like, okay. if i could take if i could take the people that i love and i like to do relationship with i'd like to go uh down down to mexico like on the coast um more like uh uh Playa del Carmen area. Okay. I don't know Mexico. Yeah, I know Cancun I know Mexico area. less less well than I know Kansas. <laughs> so, <laughs> reason I'm at, you said something really wise. You said, look, wherever you are, like if you dig in and look for heart, there are people there to find, to do heart with, to do life with. They might not be in the place. You didn't say this. I'm going to add it. They might not be in the places you want to go, but they're there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They might not be in the comfortable, shiny places, or the well, the well-groomed places, or the. Um, it and be willing to be surprised. Oh wow. You know, like so when it, a woman call. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I want to ask you this question. I'm going to interrupt you. When a woman calls you, how, how do people find you? They just like hear about you, like. Like through the through the food chain of like, like I, you know, I need help. Yeah. Sometimes you know, and 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 I'm working with all kinds of people now, Stephen. Like, so this ends yeah. up being a a small, a small uh, amount of people that I work with, or the ladies that we're talking about. But people find me through connection. I just really, I mean, it just really is a bit of a trust journey. I just keep showing up, and people keep showing up, and I keep doing what I'm doing. I didn't know where this was going to go. And and you, and you, what do you do? Explain again. What, so people call you and they're, they need help. Yeah. So people call me and they need help. And generally the first conversation I have with them is just kind of exploring where, where they are. I tell them a little bit about what I do. And then we kind of go like, Hey, do we have a fit here where you think that I can be a help to you? And, um, and I think that you're a fit that I can, I can help you. Yeah. you know and then let's sit down you know let's sit down and meet i prefer meeting with people on a weekly basis you know and since i i i am a not not for profit organization i see all kinds of people and there's a sliding fee scale you know yeah. and, and and it's working you know yeah. i i know i'm yeah. acting a little surprised because i just i know i that's show what, up and i do it yeah you show up like so this feel your feelings, tell the truth, trust the process. Like that's like a sage hill thing. You yes. Know? That chip coin, chip coin this phrase. And so you just told the whole story of like, look, almost nine years ago to the day, I wasn't feeling my feelings. I wasn't telling the truth. And I didn't trust no damn process. <laughs> I trusted I trusted my thinking, my willpower, my control. 
you know, and then I uh, found out my husband, I wasn't controlling him as much as I thought I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your life got out of control. Yeah. And yes. you have slowly over the last nine years moved from trying to control what's not controllable life, learning to feel your feelings about it, tell your truth, tell the truth about it to yourself, others, and even God, like raging at God at times and turning your back on God and turning your, like just living out loud with other people. And that process has brought you to just show it up every day. And if somebody calls you, you want to help, you're like, Hey, I'm here. Yeah. And, and you don't have to run a dental practice anymore. Oh my gosh. And I, there's not one day that I look back and go, gosh, I really wish I was at that dental practice. Yeah. No. And the thing is, it's like, and it's not like I'm sitting by the phone waiting for it to ring either. You know, I'm, I'm seeing people. It's like, you know, Phil and I just got done with a workshop. Yeah. We were asked, when are you going to do another one? Phil and I kind of looked at each other. It's like, when are we doing another one? Okay, let's do uh, another one. Yeah. You know, um, because what, what I do know is everybody has a story and everybody has brokenness. And it's like, hey, let's step into vulnerability. Let's step into feel your feelings, tell the truth, mm. trust the process. Mm. Like there's more to life. Let's do this. You know, and if you, if somebody has got a willingness to look at their, their story and it's like, oh, here's redemption over here. Here's how you can make meaning of the different things that happen in your life. And you got more life to come yet. So let's, let's go. God, that's so hopeful. Talk about that for just a second. Like there's more life. You said that a while ago, there's more life to come and it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Like, like, are you sure? Yeah, I, I, I believe that. And it's so scary. And it like sucks to too, right? Because we know, yeah. I also know it's like, you know, the other say chill thing that they talk about is like, you know, is like in feeling your feelings, telling the truth and trusting the prospect process is like, you know, life is tragic and God is faithful, you know, and we're going to yeah, live yeah. life from one to 10. Yeah, which right? means God is doing something. Doesn't it, it, mean God is gentle. Like right yeah. but it's like but it's like in all of those feelings we're going to celebrate really well and we're going to grieve really well and like so i was on i was on a hike things. this morning with a friend and this uh owl flew across our path and just through the trees like probably 15 feet ahead in front of us and landed on this branch and it turned back and looked at us over its shoulder and it was this feeling of like it's giving us permission to walk in his woods. <laughs> right? To some regard, yeah. Yeah, it was so beautiful. Like, it was like, that's what, to me, that's probably, I uh, wish I even had, I have more feelings about it now than I did walking with my friend. But it was, like, that's kind of the ordinary beauty of, like, having your heart and living life out loud with people and yourself is you get to see that. Yes, Am, am I in life? Like life is found in the journey. Like if you're in, if you're present and you're in the journey, then you're experiencing life. Otherwise, mm. the other options to me is like resignation of heart, avoidance of pain, can trying to control things, you know, to be okay. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like good things are going to happen 
and I don't even want to do good or bad. It's like hard things yeah. are going to happen. And, and beautiful things happen. Beautiful thing, things are going to happen. And like, you're going to, like, we're going to experience them, all those. And we can do this together too. The beauty mm -hmm. of it, we're going to do this in a relationship and community. And it's going to be really, really sucky, painful at times. And we're going to celebrate really well at times too. But you got to be in it. If not, like, you know, here's your other option. <laughs> Stay numb. A stay yeah. numb, try and control things, and that doesn't work. Get all ragey and well, I think if you put your kids in the right school, it does work. I'm just joking, <laughs> being sarcastic. <laughs> uh, hey, Stephanie, thank you, thank you so much. If someone wanted to connect with you, I assume you do Zoom calls and that kind of stuff too. If somebody who heard this podcast wanted to connect with you. How do they find out about you? Yeah, so the easiest way to find me is my website is B dash scent.com okay. would be the easiest way to, to track me down awesome. and phone number and and that email address to connect if they want to yeah yeah, yeah. thank you so much. i miss seeing you i cannot wait and i'm planning a little bit of a maybe a road trip adventure again this summer so i might be coming back to kansas uh and i will leave time this time to stop and say hi I, would I feel bad. Last summer, I, I was, I didn't leave time for that. So um, I would absolutely love that. And so then you can say that you've been in the journey in yeah. Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, I did go to a Kansas City Royals game last year, and it was like watching a baseball game on the surface of the sun. Mm. Like I thought Nashville weather was humid and hot. I don't know how y'all do it up there and have your cold winters too. So. Uh, Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of keep going. Like, I don't have any. That's one of those other things I don't have control over, Stephen. So th this will come out after the Super Bowl, this podcast. But are, I'm assuming you're cheering for the Chiefs this weekend. Absolutely. What's your prediction? What's the score? I don't even have a score prediction. I have. I, oh, my, come on. This is, this is so lame, Stephen. Like, even though I was a professional athlete, like, I was like, I'm going to watch the game. I'm going to enjoy the game. I absolutely want the Chiefs to win. But you know what? I'm going to have fun. I'm going to be with people regardless. And so it's okay, yeah. whatever the outcome is. That's good. Well, I want the Chiefs to win because I can't. I'm going to predict 34-31 Chiefs. And Tom Brady gets a concussion and never plays football again. I can hope. <laughs> So we'll see if I'm right, but I'm, I want Kansas City to win because I just think it's fun for Tom Brady to lose. So that, that's not even really kind, but that's where I am today. Well, I'm glad that, that you're rolling with the Chiefs. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon, Stephanie. Be well. All right. All right. Take care, Stephen. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Sage Hill Podcast. Uh, I, I love Stephanie. She's a, such a brave, clear, loving, wise passionate woman and I hope you found that encouraging if if you want to reach out to her I encourage you to if you need help say chills here um, we're here to help that's our motto so keep part thanks for listening this podcast is brought to you by Sage Hill a social impact organization our mission is to help people be who they're made to be so that they can do what they're made to do find more resources to live fully love deeply and lead well at sagehillresources.com.